All right, we have got an awesome brand here, an emerging brand, really, really unique. We've got one of the executives of the company. You're not going to want to miss this. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business, the things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. All right. Welcome, everybody. We have got Josh Reed with us. Josh has been in the franchising world almost as long as I have. He's got 16 years in franchising. Uh, he's an investor and uh, executive with the emerging brand Extension Envy. What's been really cool about learning about this is they've got really, really unique subscription model. Uh, they've got they've, their, their model is just easier to get extensions for the clients. It's just really cool. And so, Josh, thanks, man, for joining us. I appreciate it. No, my pleasure, Don. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. You bet. Um, well, I, I want to dive right in, Josh, uh, unless there's anything you want to add to the, the quick intro. Any Anything you want to add to the quick intro? You know, uh, not necessarily, Don. I think it was it was excellent, uh, as stated. Uh, just to give a little bit more insight for those folks listening into what my personal professional background is, um, during that 16 years, um, I've been with a handful of uh, pretty notable and noteworthy concepts in the health, wellness, uh, beauty, and or fitness spaces, um, including Massage Envy, the Joint Chiropractic European Wax Center, to name just a you know two or three of just, just a the, couple, yeah, just just a two or three of some some Little recognizable guys. ones. Um, and what's been really exciting for me, uh, Don, is that um, I was part of those organizations uh, as they were very early on in their development, right? Um, and so I had the the chance to really see how successful brands uh, get built. Um, and I was able to learn from some of the best in the business. Um, and uh, I, I, I feel um, really honored to have had those opportunities. And, and now I'm just super excited every day to bring those learnings to the brands that uh, I'm working with today and, and to people like yourself and your listeners. Any way I can help other people with their success is a good day for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's something I I tell uh, my clients and certainly our listeners, particularly with an emerging brand, you want to look at the executives. What kind of background do the executives have? And what a lot of people realize is that that franchising is actually it's two businesses. It, it's the, the business that you're in and you do. But then franchising is a business in and of itself. So I always advise folks to be sure that your emerging brands have executives that have you know, or the executive team has both, has both. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, Don. Well, uh, as a stakeholder, one of the things I, you know, maybe a transition here is what was attractive to uh, about this brand for you? You know, uh, we recognized uh, that there was a gap in this particular segment of the beauty industry. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, hair extensions and the installation of those hair extensions has historically been an ancillary service at best in, in most salons. Uh, 
Um, and, and we realize that the, the consumers today are, are getting hair extensions and wanting hair extensions and talking about hair extensions more and more and more. And, and there was no one in the industry that took uh, uh, a, an understanding of how to build a multi-location network, right? And, and really claim their place as the go-to brand when, when people want hair extensions. Um, and the founder, uh, he and his wife, uh, Scott and Christine Lewandowski, wonderful people, super smart, super experienced, not only in franchising, but in the beauty industry as well. And, you know, they built uh, uh, the foundation of a model that was rock solid. And when we saw that, we said, we we need to be a part of this. Cool, cool. So uh, working with the owners then, and and obviously being an investor still, uh, what was, you know, what was the initial vision uh, you know, from the standpoint of growth or maybe geographic or ju- just, you know, other other things. And um, and and as you've been going along here, has that changed at all? Once you in the market, has that has that changed or been tweaked at all? You know, the vision, I would say, is still very much the same um, as when we first started working with Scott and Christine. Um, quite frankly, we knew that we had a rocket ship on our hands. And the vision was to take this, this model and scale it as quickly as we could, but more importantly done as smartly as we could. And I think that is an, a, 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 a consideration that unfortunately gets overlooked by a lot of emerging brands, right? They yeah. just go out and, and they, they, they recognize they've got a great idea, but they don't think about how to do it in a way that will ultimately uh, benefit their franchise network yep. in the best way possible. And so we're very, very keen on that. And we have been from the beginning um, that we need to do this, you know, really thoughtfully. I like that phrase, scale smartly. I, I've been following some brands out there. Uh, and, and you, you re, I mean, you, you know, again, you're in the industry a long time. You you read about these brands that are selling, you know, a hundred a year in their first year or two. And, and, and I always say that there's no way a company can keep up with that, with the support structure for that. And then, as you said, it, it, it's probably not laid out smartly for the franchisees, the people that are coming in. And and I'm confident they pick some of the wrong franchisees with that kind of volume, with that kind of selling as opposed to awarding. And so, man, that's, you know, year two, three, four are problems, you know, I think with those that kind of growth. So I love that. I'm going to I'm going to steal that phrase from you if I can. Please, please do. <laughs> um, I love so, I, I've been using it for years. It's it's all you, my friend. No, I love it. I mean, it's beautiful. I've not heard it before. It's it's great. Scale smartly. And and that that's not only that's not only benefiting you. That's that's the, the forethought about your franchisee, which, again, our audience, uh, you, you want to. If you're if you're considering uh, recommending uh, extension envy, or you're thinking of buying an extension envy, you want to know that the franchisor has the franchisee in mind. Well, listen, Don. To be perfectly frank, 
um, the franchisee is is the first consideration we have in everything that we do. Yeah. Um, the the one of the things uh, that I have always loved about franchising as a business model in general is that if you do it right um, and your franchisees are successful, then you as the franchisor are <clears throat> successful. And yep. so it's in your best interest to do everything you can to help franchisees recognize that success. Yep. A absolutely. Uh, and absolutely. It's just passionate about that. Yep. Yep. So right. So right. So, you know, everything can't be rosy and, and perfect, <laughs> you know, and I, I always tell my, my, my prospects to, you know, don't get, get these rose colored glasses off, you know, franchising is wonderful, but it's not all perfect. But what, what have you guys, uh, you know, what's maybe, and again, you know, I shared earlier with you that part of our audience is fellow emerging brands, you know, founders and, and executives. So what's been a, what's been a challenge that you've seen and, and how, how have you, or how are you addressing it? Um, I think there's uh, really one that I can, that I can really speak to here. And, and I'm finding that given the, the circumstances that we're all in today, having come out of, you know, that pandemic where there's been a lot of disruption, in a lot of people's lives, uh, many different levels in many different ways. Um, I think franchising uh, as a viable uh, business opportunity is perhaps more popular than ever. And, and I think that as a result, there is exponentially more competition out there of businesses and models and, and concepts for people to consider, right? Yeah. So, so, so for me, I think uh, what I would say our single greatest challenge has been capturing those eyeballs, right? Mm -hmm. And getting those folks that are looking for a franchise to recognize ours, right? Yep. Um, because there's just so much out there today for them to look at. Um, now, I think we're doing an excellent job um, at that. But certainly uh, that has been, uh, you know, it's a battle that everybody faces, right? Uh, yep. When launching a new brand, it is. Um, but I just think, again, that just the, the, the sheer volume of other companies that, by the way, to circle back to what you were saying and that we were just talking about, they just decided to franchise their business and they don't really know how to do it and do it smartly, but they're still out there, right? Yep. Vying for the, that same candidate so yep um, yep and i it's not just emerging brands that are looking for lead generation or, or no, those eyeballs not. i i have a, a a client that's very mature brand and and that's one of the things we're working on it's interesting you bring this up because i just ran a round table this morning for for uh brokers and consultants and that was one of the questions hey you know the uh, elephant in the room uh, that we all know is we all have trouble finding leads or lead generation seems to all, almost always be a challenge. And um, so, yeah, that's great. That's great. So um, let's flip it 180 degrees. Just go, hey, what's been like one of the really highlights, uh, the real success stories so far? You know, that's also an easy one for me, Don. It, it really is. Um, we uh, onboarded our first uh, area representative team. Okay. Um, not that long ago, uh, a father daughter team, um, and they, uh, were awarded three territories, 
for a total of 40 licenses um, between Arizona, Colorado, and Utah, all three of which uh, are going to be slam dunk markets. Um, And, and what's look that in and of itself is a huge milestone for any uh, uh, brand um, even more so for an emerging brand. Um, and then even more so as that's your first actual transaction that takes place. And, and the last thing about it that was just so great was who they were. This is, this is a father daughter team that between them have well over 20 years of experience, right. In franchising and in franchise operations and development. So it was really sort of a, 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 a just a, a validation for all of us knowing that someone that is cut from essentially the same cloth sees what we see and, and, and sees it so much that they're willing to, you know, dive in and be the first. Um, And how exciting uh, the father daughter team. I mean, uh, how how exciting is that? And, um, and they'll be great, you know, ambassadors for you as well having for what you just said, having come in with a lot of experience in the franchise world already and decided to make such a big commitment. That, that, that is really cool. Um, one thing I wanted to ask before I forget, and that is that, um, cause I remember this with the brand that, that I had, and you guys might, might have a similar situation when the, the first, I was first for a brand that came, came in overseas. I was the first master franchisee for a brand that came in from overseas and, and it was new. Uh, you know, nobody understood anything about it. So as being one of the first, I had to do a lot of education uh, about uh, the business uh, before I, you know, before I could sell somebody a franchise. Um, is there any of that at all? Am I maybe off off line with the extensions or any of that that your like your area directors or other people might have to be doing? You know, not really. Don, which is another thing that's really attractive about this. Our clients, they know what hair extensions are. They know what to expect. Um, And they, and, and it's, and it's sort of interesting. They have a preconceived notion as to what it's going to cost them. Mm -hmm. And then they come in to see us and they are very pleasantly surprised when it's a fraction of what they were expecting to pay and what they may have been paying, uh, you know, over the time that they've uh, been a consumer of, of hair extensions. Mm-hmm. Um, look for franchisees, Don, if we go to that level, um, if, if you're not a stylist, if you've never operated a salon before, certainly there's going to be some education that needs to take place, right? Okay. You're going to need yeah. to understand uh, what hair extensions are, differences, how they're installed, how they're maintained. No one's expecting a franchisee that doesn't have a background in as a stylist to be doing the actual service. Okay. Um, but but we certainly we certainly want our franchisees to know what it is that they're offering their clients. Yes, um, yes. Because listen, they need to be out there, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, pounding the pavement right? Generating interest in their business, talking about their business. And inevitably that requires them to be able to speak uh, from a place of knowledge about the services that they provide. Yep. Um, yep. But and, luckily and just, they're not complex. <laughs> good, good, good. And, and um, 
Just real quick, because I'm very familiar with the massage envy. In fact, I, I, if I, I could be mistaken, but they were probably the first ones with a, with a real membership um, or, or, or at least somebody that really took it big, you know, uh, probably outside of the gym, the gym models. Um, do you want to talk about that at all? Is that something that would be wor worth spending a minute or two on or? Well, I, I mean, I think we could touch on it in, in, a, in one particular um, way, Don. I think that to your point, I would, I would agree with you that, uh, you know, the founder uh, of Massage Envy, much like Scott and Christine, saw an opportunity to fill a gap um, in an industry that had yet to be filled. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he recognized the uh, significance and the, the, the game-changing uh, way having a recurring revenue model would mm -hmm. positively impact the business. Yeah. Um, and so, so having an opportunity to work in that organization when I did, um, it was pretty fully baked by the time I got there. However, as you can imagine, as I'm sure many of the people listening here can imagine, that these are often evolving uh, yeah concepts and so i was able to really see and understand how do you structure a membership right that's the thing that gets you that recurring revenue that brings great value to your member right yep. um yep. that incentivizes usage so that member gets the value from that monthly fee that they're paying every month and that was that was truly um you know, invaluable knowledge uh, yeah. that I was able to to pick up. That's awesome. In that, in yeah, that, that organization. Really, really good distinction. That's really, really cool, Josh. Thanks. Um, sure. Um, I, I want to go through uh, briefly, you know, who you're looking for. So people on here could can say, hey, I, I, that you just described me, Josh. But before I do that real quickly, any surprises? You know, again, you, you've been in the business so long. Maybe there are no surprises. But for again, for those. <laughs> For in the audience that might be emerging brand people, you know, something for for them to put on their radar. And any surprises as um, you know, as you've been rolling out a, a, a new a new brand? Yeah, I, I I don't know that I would say it's a surprise because I there's I've experienced so much. I would never go so far as to say I know it all and seen it all and experienced it all. Right? I don't think we ever will be able to say that in the business that we're in, Don. Um, <laughs> But I, but I think if, if I had a word of advice um, for anyone looking to build a, a new franchise concept or has already started and is trying to, to scale it, um, I would tell them to be very conscious about who they bring into their organization uh, yeah. as, as a franchisee out of the gate. Try to resist the urge to just bring in anyone that has a check in hand. Yeah. Um, the success of your first handful of locations will make or break your business. Yep. And if you have the wrong people out there operating your loca uh, locations, um, you're just going to make it that much more difficult for your brand to succeed. So Absolutely. that is, that is the one really, truly, that's the one thing I would say is, be particular. Yep. So for, for listeners who are emerging brands, hear those words. And for people who are 
making referrals, um, be sure you listen to what Josh is going to tell us in an answer to my last question. Uh, because and and for buyers of franchises, you want a franchisor that is saying what Josh is saying. So um, so let me go to the last thing. Let's segue then to who are you? Uh, who are you looking for? You know, we've got consultants, broker consultants on the line. Some folks looking at franchise opportunities. Uh, who are you looking for? So so people know how to you know how to uh, match up with you or align with you. You know, Don, um, we want people first and foremost who are passionate about being in the beauty industry, that are passionate about um, helping their clients uh, feel more empowered, sexier, more confident, uh, and, and, and oftentimes just better about themselves mm -hmm. than when they initially walked in the door of that salon. Because that's what, that's what we do every day. And so there's a very human component to this. And, and we want franchisees that, that see it, that get it, and that want to participate uh, in something like that. Um, I think another, another key characteristic of uh, what makes a really great franchisee is someone that understands that, yes, they are uh, buying and operating an independent business. They are independent business owners. Uh, but I really truly subscribe to that old saying, it's, it's all for one and one for all in a franchise network. And, you know, we would like our franchisees to um, be excited about the success of their fellow franchisees and to, to allow themselves to dedicate or, or take as much time as they might have to help other franchisees be successful. Yeah. Um, because again, it's like when one location is successful, that only contributes to another location being successful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. With, so, with the inter with the internet and, and um, yeah, yeah. Ratings and uh, reputation uh, management uh, is, yep, yep. is unbelievably important. Um you know, particularly in this industry. Uh, I mean, it's important everywhere, but particularly in the salon and beauty industry, you just want people that, that get it, that this is, this is a group effort. Yep. Um, and yep. so I, I think those are really two key things. Very cool. Very, very cool. All right. Here's the real, uh, the real kicker question. This is the final thing I ask. Okay. Uh, and by the way, anybody who wants to get a hold of Josh, uh, franchise.extensionenvy.com is the way to do that. Uh, and so, uh, so please reach out to, to, to Josh, if you want, uh, if you want more information, um, in closing, especially with someone with your, with your experience in business and your experience as an investor, your experience in franchising, is there anything I haven't asked or is there anything <laughs> that, um, that we haven't discussed, you know, hasn't come up that you would like to leave with with the audience so you know you know who who is on you know who's viewing us right now is there anything you'd like to leave with folks before we wrap up uh sure and, and i appreciate the opportunity to do so I, I i think that um for those of you that might be considering presenting extension envy as a viable opportunity to your clients you know meeting brokers or consultants um 
um, or to potential candidates that might be listening to this show, um, I, I, I want everyone to know that one of the great things about um, getting, getting involved with an emerging brand like ours uh, at this stage of the game is that you have a direct line to the top, right? You, have, you are going to be trained or your clients are going to be trained and educated by the founders themselves, right? Yep. By me, right? And so uh, when, when people oftentimes they say, okay, well, you know, they're emerging. Maybe I want the brand that has 500 units already open. You're not going to have access to the CEO and founder or to the, to the uh, uh, founders who is the chief training officer who's going to be literally showing up in your salon the week before you open to train your staff, right? Yep. Um, and you certainly wouldn't be dealing uh, with, with my, me, right? Because at some point, I'm going to have to hand off these kinds of responsibilities to someone else. So it's a really great opportunity for folks to um, get direction and get knowledge from, from the people you want to be getting it from right out of the gate. Yep. And, and that was huge for me. And, and I would add too, especially with your culture, the fact that you'll listen to them as well. So if you want to be, if you want to contribute to the growth, even beyond your units or your multiple units, um, an emerging brand is going to give you that opportunity. And that, that certainly was one of the exciting things for me, but Josh, you've been awesome, man. So uh, I I appreciate you and, and thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, you, Don. Thank you so much. You bet.